Greetings and welcome once again to another edition of the Brattlecast. This is Jordan Rich, and this is a podcast, well, for people who love books, all kinds of books, and that's you. We're looking right at you. Uh, with me, of course, is Ken Gloss, the owner-operator of one of the most sacred, beautiful stores in America. I'm a little biased, but I can tell you it's called the Brattle Bookshop on Brattle on West Street, sorry, West Street in Boston. And Ken, uh, you and I get together and talk about things. By the way, I, I meant to tell you, I stopped by the store the other day and I did what we've talked about. I perused the outdoor bins. I picked up three books. I was as happy as a clam. I didn't see you, though. You must have been in the back room. I, I, was, or I was out at an estate going through ah, bringing more books back. But it, it, I'm a neighbor, so it's it's easy for me to walk over. Today, uh, there's a rumor that you were not always a chemist and not always a great entrepreneur, but a, uh, at one point you were a thief, at least according to John Grisham, the novelist. Well, uh, this is one that I sort of say, I was a thief in a John Grisham <laughs> novel. And there's a whole story to it that doesn't have an end yet. Okay. But uh, let me start sort of the way way it all started out. Uh, John Grisham in nineteen uh, in twenty seventeen did a novel uh, called uh, Camino Island, and it was it came out in June. And turns out, unbeknownst to me, I wasn't following it, but I like reading his novels on planes. And when I do the Antiques Roadshow, I have time that I can actually sit on a plane and read without anyone interrupting. Well, anyways, uh, my wife, it turns out, had bought that for me for my birthday. My birthday's in June. She had it all wrapped up and set aside. I didn't know that. And then about a week before my birthday, I started getting calls from friends. They go, you're not a thief. I mean, we love the novel and we, we appreciate that you're in it. But, you know, we know that, you know, that's not really you stealing anything. I'm going, what are you talking about? Hmm. They go, oh, well, the new Camino Island by John Grisham. They go, well, they didn't use your name, but it's you. There's no question about that. And I, you know, and I got three or four calls like that within a day or two. And I said mm. to my wife, I've got to go out to the a new bookstore and buy a copy of John Grisham's new novel. And she goes, oh, I bought it for you for your birthday. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to give it to you early. So I got it and I'm reading it and I get to. Basically, the, the concept of the novel is that these thieves break into Princeton University and steal a lot of F. Scott Fitzgerald's manuscripts. And they have them, and then they have to sell them. And in order to sell them, they have to go through a fence. And the fence turns out to be a bookstore owner in Boston on West Street in a three-story brick building. Uh, whose father started the business over 60 years ago, whose son now runs it. And um, how could you know, anybody, I mean, how could anybody assume it's you? I don't get it. <laughs> which, for people who don't know the store, it's a three-story brick building on West Street. I, my father started the store almost 70 years ago. I'm the son who took over. Uh, and then Grisham describes the son as the business was failing wasn't good at it, a failing business. And because of that, was open to not all those reputable things to get some extra money that the business was going out. And I'm reading this and going, I don't know John Grisham. I never knew John Grisham. I never got in touch with John Grisham. He never got in touch with me. And I'm going, 
do I like this? Mm. Do I not like this? I mean, am I a thief? Or are people going to assume that I'm a thief? I mean, you know, because it's one of those situations where someone reads this and they read it and they say, well, maybe I shouldn't call them about my library. Maybe there's some reason for it. And, and I'm going, I don't know anything about this. Uh, I read the book. It actually isn't a bad book <laughs> in the story. What is uh, what it was. So anyways, I looked at the back of the book and there was a book dealer who I know who was listed as, you know, helping Grisham write it. So I called him up and I go, Tom, what's going on? Why, why am I in this? I mean, the, the character's name was Saul Stein, um, but it was, you know, absolutely describing my story. He goes, well, I didn't consult on the Boston part of it. I don't know anything about that. I said, you know, I'm a little, I don't said, I don't know whether to be upset about this because, you know, it doesn't put me in a, a great light. And he said, well, I really don't know anything about that. He said, you know, I consulted him on the book business mm. part of it. Mm. And I said, well, okay, you know, I guess that's the way it is. In any case, about two or three weeks after that, I was at an antiques roadshow in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And my wife, Joyce and I, and a couple of the other appraisers, we were in Green Bay a day or two early, and we liked driving around and going to museums. In any case, we were in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and we were walking into a museum, and I get a, a, a call from my shop, and they go, John Grisham just called. Now, we don't know whether it was someone that it actually was John Grisham or not John Grisham, but he called and he left his number. And I said, okay. So I called it and it was John Grisham. <laughs> and he goes, I heard you were, I said, well, look, how did you get this? And it, he never really was saying, my assumption is maybe he has a researcher who just copied something on a brochure. And I said to him, I don't know what to think. I talked to him. I said, have you ever been to Boston? Have you ever been to my shop? He said, actually, no. Said he had been booked to Boston for some uh, medical reasons, but he was only over near the hospitals in the Fenway area and he never made it in. And I said, well, gee, you know, and he sounded like a very nice man and a nice guy. And I said, you know, what really bothers me about this? I said, and this is the part that really gets me. He says, not so much that you call me a thief, but that you said it was a failing business. <laughs> that we're doing really well. We're not a failing business. Wow. And, and, uh, in any case, we had a nice conversation. Uh, and, you know, what he said was, well, look, when it comes out in the next edition, I'll change it a little. Uh, also, sort of unbeknownst to me, what my wife did, decided to do was, wait a minute, look, you're, th this is what's going on. And, and I actually had some customers who were lawyers. And one of the lawyers said, you know, you sh maybe should think about suing them. I mean, you know, you picture, you don't know if you're losing business, not losing business. And I actually spent a half an hour talking with them. And I go, I don't want to be bothered with this. I don't want to sue him. He seemed like a nice guy. I said, also, I don't want the aggravation of all of that. And I don't want to mm. pay. And, and how do I get losses? And then I also, one of our very good customers is a federal judge. 
and I talked to him. And he said, look, first of all, that paragraph at the beginning of a book that says all characters are fictional, right, and all, right. he goes, that's just bull. He says that has no legal standing whatsoever. He said, do this. He, and then he advised me, he said, why don't you write to Grisham and just ask him to send you a letter? And, you know, I said, well, you know, to myself, if I do that and he doesn't send the letter, I'm going to be aggravated. And so I didn't take my friend's advice, the, the judge, and he can be, he's a great friend. I, I like him a lot, but I didn't take his advice. What my wife had done in the meantime, Joyce had gotten in touch with Grisham. We have his phone number now. Right, <laughs> right. She got in touch with him. And she goes, look, do you know what would be nice? Send a signed copy of the book. And also, next time you're in Boston, why don't you just take us out to dinner. I had talked to her about that. I said, you know, what would be fun would be let him a good restaurant, though. A very yes, good restaurant. Yes. Take us out to dinner. Yes. And, uh, and next thing I know, I now have a signed copy of the book saying, I owe you a dinner. The problem is, that was 2017. This is now 2021. I still haven't gotten dinner. Well, and, I, I just ahead. I just wanted to interject here because I, that, this is such an amazing story because of the detail, uh, even though the name was changed. I've been in several books, including a Spencer book, not written by Robert Parker, but by one of the following authors. But they asked me in advance. They said, we'd like to use you. Would it be OK? I got my permission. And I said, of course, I was thrilled. And they, they made me the radio voice <laughs> on the car radio when Spencer was driving. But I mean, this is I've never... I've always wondered what kind of recourse do you have if if you really are a person who's affected by it? Well, well, like I say, I talked to one lawyer and he said, yeah. we can do and do this. You'll need to put up this much. And, you know, there's a point at which the aggravation of going through probably two or three years of that type of thing, it's not worth it. I talked to another lawyer and he said, well, what, how do you prove what you've lost? You know, it's sort of one of those... And my attitude was, um, John Grisham seemed like a nice guy. I liked the book. It's a good story. He could have, you know, he could have said I was the greatest book dealer in the world and <laughs> on the good side of things. But it's interesting. What, what also happened is my friend, who's the judge, who, again, we're very close. He says, have you gotten your letter yet? He goes, I bet you haven't gotten your letter yet. Uh. I, you know, from, uh, you know, or you haven't gotten your dinner yet because he wanted me to get a letter. I bet right. you haven't gotten your dinner. And each time I have to sort of sheepishly say, no, I haven't. Well, yet. Grisham's got the out with the pandemic. So we've got to give him well, at least uh, that. Before the pandemic, he was in Boston speaking with Doris Goodwin, uh, something uh, sponsored by the Harvard Bookstore. My wife and I, we went. And actually, he was great. He, I loved what he was saying. Uh, a lot of the charities that he helps, Doris Goodwin is great. But we asked if afterwards we could go in the green room and see him. And we did. We know Doris Goodwin. And, mm. and I said, you know, gee, you know, I haven't had my uh, dinner yet. And uh, he goes, oh, I blew it and, and so on. And one of the reasons that I'm still going to push him, if I'm someday in Charlottesville <laughs> on, a, on, a new, on an Antiques Roadshow, he's going to get a call from me. Oh, absolutely. Mainly, and the main reason is I think he'd be a great guy to go to dinner with. Oh, I yeah. think we have some great stories. But I want to say to my friend who is the judge, 
I did go to dinner and he did take me out. And I want to say, so there. And here's the the copy of the check to prove it or whatever. But, uh, I will That's say great. he did change the name of the street in the paperback edition. Uh, and it's, it's made for a great story. Like I say, uh, People do mention it to me every once in a while, but uh, maybe that's him calling now. That could be the dinner call. That could be the dinner (laughs) call. But there's still, so the story hasn't ended yet. I am determined that someday we will go out to dinner with John Grisham. My son-in-law is a lawyer. I want him along just because Grisham was a lawyer and talks about legal things. And, uh, And then I can finish and put the last chapter in the story. It's a great story, Saul. Uh, Ken, sorry about that. (laughs) Anyway, congratulations on uh, being infamous. You're really more famous for the great work you do as the proprietor of the Brattle Bookshop, brattlebookshop.com. Love the stories, love getting together, and we'll do it again real soon. You take care, my friend. Thank you very much. 